Chuck and Julie, bringing you the truth straight up. I'm Julie Hagan. I'm working at- an Emmy-winning former investigative reporter, a highly successful trial attorney, and publisher of a major Denver area newspaper. They've been partners as talk show hosts and in marriage as parents for over 10 years, providing thought-provoking information, opinion, and entertainment live, local, and interactive. Everyone's voice is always welcome on The Chuck and Julie Show. Welcome to a new week, one week before Christmas. Yeah. Uh, this is Chuck Bonniewell. That is Julie Hayden. It's the <laughs> Chuck and Julie Grassroots Show, True Straight Up. That's right. And the show brought to you by Mountain West Wellness, Advanced Acupuncture and Chinese Medicine. You have an appointment on Thursday with Dr. Jack Schaefer, too. So Excellent. Yep. That'll be all ready for my Christmas shopping. I'll be driving. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll go into the yeah, aisle. You have your Christmas shopping. Oh, well, I finished it, but I've still got to do the, you know, the little Stocking stuff. stuffers, yeah. Stocking <laughs> stuffers, as they say, yes. Um, at 3.30, we're going to have Ron Hanks on. Ron Hanks, um, former senator, uh, yeah, former representative, um, ran for Senate. He's the chair of the Colorado GOP ballot on election security committee. Um, he earlier put out a statement talking about election integrity. The rhinos freaked out about it. So he wrote a new letter explaining why the rhinos are freaking out about it. We'll have him on at 3.30. But first, we want to welcome Colonel John Mills with us. He's a cybersecurity and national security expert. We've had him on before he has a great column up on his Substack, uh, Colonel. Thank you so much for your time this thank morning. Thank you, Colonel. This morning, this afternoon. Hey, Chuck and Julie, great honor to be back on your show again. All right, so, so we're going to talk about seven hundred two reauthorization, which always happens. Uh, but uh, everybody protests, and then boom, it's reauthorized. The FBI grossly abuses it. They re- they announced new reforms, and the FBI has already instituted major reforms to stop the the ones. And then, of course, it'll just be keep on going. Same old, same old. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, we've been going through this for a number of years now, and I've been in the deliberations uh, when we we go through this, and it it just happens every time. Uh, what happens is the the capabilities just when they're briefed to the uh, either the policymakers or the actual legislators or their staff, it's just intoxicating. And as soon as they see the scope and scale and the immediacy of what can be had at uh, with almost no effort, everybody just goes ooh and ah and loves it and says yes, we definitely have to have that. And without bothering to really let's. Do we really need it at this point in time with everything we're seeing on weaponization of government against the American people? So, I mean, Nakasone, I mean, he's now a four star, uh, you know, when I was, you know, with, with him when he was a, a colonel uh, uh, and uh, they, you know, says, oh, yeah, we definitely have to have this. But no, I, I'm sorry. It's just there's too many abuses. It's just we've we've got to just hit the reset button and say, OK, look, time for some. Uh, adults in the room to say no. This is uh, this has been weaponized, and it's time to uh, kind of put the brakes on this. But we saw, you know, was when they were doing some of the investigation into the fake Trump investigation. Um, was it Mike Rogers? You know, found discovered that like a, a, a huge percentage of the so-called searches into these databases and things were completely unauthorized. We saw the FISA court being lied to by the FBI. Um, and, and the FISA court not really seemed to care all that much about 
is being lied to. Right. And can you maybe explain to folks, because I mean, I was kind of shocked to real. I mean, you see this kind of stuff in Tom Cruise movies or something like that, right? Where they, you know. That's where we get most of our That's where I get most of my information. Before they show people being spied on. But it's really not that much of a science fiction, is it? Well, there's just these capabilities have grown. I mean, this started in 2007 and uh, the intent and the good legal basis and foundation to protect Americans from the foreign extremist threat. But as it grew and grew and grew, it just became intoxicated. But this is also, this is the early days. This is when uh, Susan Rice in 2016 was uh, uh, essentially doing the unmasking. And this this really, and right. if you look at the, the, the genesis. Well, why don't you explain unmasking, what that is? Well, that's where uh, Susan Rice would uh, want to know that normally when an American would American citizen comes up on these things, their, their identity is masked. But uh, Susan Rice would uh, and others would want to know, oh, who is that American who's talking to that foreign person? And that's when they, aha, uh-huh, that's where they started going after the Trump campaign on this. Uh, you know, it's not a crime to talk to a foreign national. Uh, but suddenly, uh, you know, but you can be collected upon as a foreign national. I mean, American citizen has uh, uh, should have uh, much more uh, rights and privacy. But uh, what they did was they they just uh, glibly uh, unmasked and wanted to oh who are they ta- oh that's interesting oh they're talking to who oh really but this is where you get Charles McGonagall uh, you know who's now just been sentenced to fifty months in prison you know he's part of the intersection of this whole process um, so and McGonagall was the one feeding the interagency all the uh, all the lies and the fabrications of oh here it is election time 2016 and it's russia russia trump or russia 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 and it's trump 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 isn't that right. interesting right so, well and then you then you see we, we had a we're playing a soundbite from a, an fbi whistleblower the other day and he was talking about what he calls sort of circular investigations. And I would imagine that would come up, right? So they illegally spy on Americans and find out they're they're talking to somebody. So then the FBI can open up an intelligence investigation just based on that alone and start spying on that person some more and everyone that person's talking to. I mean, it seems like it's, well, and, and let me, I'm going to back up because with your cybersecurity expert, how much information I mean, like I said, is it like in the science fiction movies where really somehow, somewhere my phone conversations are being monitored, or my texts are being monitored? I mean, how much information can they get on any one of us if they put their mind to it? Well, I just would say uh, in the, it's the year 2023, uh, uh, the nation states have very strong capabilities. Uh, organized nation states have very strong capabilities. I'll just leave it at that. So uh, um, I just you, you just need to... Be aware and be, be you know, uh, if, if, if a organized nation state wants access to something, uh, they're probably going to get it one way or another. So, but you should always follow good basic uh, cyber hygiene on your home network. That'll keep out kind of the, the riffraff. Well, what, what would be good, good hygiene? Give us some good well, things good hygiene. How do we brush our teeth on the internet? <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's pretty basic stuff. I mean, this is, this will account for, this will take care of about 95% plus of the problem is you, uh, you uh, use two-factor authentication. 
uh, make sure you have some kind of program. It's always spear phishing uh, through email. Um, I just got I got one the other day. Very sophisticated. Very sophisticated. Um, yeah, that and uh, uh, so spear phishing. And then the third one is the insider threat. That's the trusted or untrusted insider who gives away your information. Or it's the it's the witting or the unwitting insider. Uh, you know. So if your kids give away your uh, oh. Uh, password to your uh, router you know that's 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 the insider giving away uh, giving away your password so you take care of those three basics you're going to take care of 95 percent of the problem what what about though you know when we talk about like ai so if you're the the, the government right and I, I get that you don't want to get into too much detail about what they can and can't do but with ai and the ability to get algorithms and gather as ai does this massive amount of data and then sort of do predictive kind of things how do you see that playing in to the the sort of like the deep state's ability to basically spy on american citizens well i mean like cyber, uh, AI is really made out to be a real mysterious boogeyman. It's mm-hmm. not that. I mean, you could argue that we've had AI uh, uh, for a while, but what the three components of AI are basically uh, big data, um, mm-hmm. data stored and collected on a mass scale, which, you know, Google does. Google does that on a mass wow. scale. The next one is... Um, <clears throat> the ability to sort and analyze that data. So big data, big data analytics. Now the third part, and this is what makes things different, and this is what we're, is the ability to action data uh, on a large scale without human uh, oversight. So that's what really makes it different nowadays. You got huge amounts of data, the lightning speed analytics, and now it's actioning. And that's where you put in the algorithm. I want the outcome to be this. I want to steer people this direction, uh, you know, and especially when it comes to weapon systems and the Chinese and things like that. That's, you know, you know, I want you, if this and this is true, I want you to launch the missile, you know, things like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's bad. There yeah. you go. That's launch bad. the missile. Well, I mean, it's a practical matter. You know, we're not the only country that that can do all this spying. So the FBI just goes to Australia or somebody else, or Australia comes to them. You say you want to see all this stuff on Trump? Oh, sure. You know, we didn't do it. You know, we didn't. Uh, you know, gather it. But you know, anybody can gather it. And so they always have kind of abilities to to work around the system. Just because we prohibit it, that's not going to slow the pigs down, is it? Well, this is where we, we need absolute transparency and accountability at all time. And we've really lost that and we need to regain it, uh, you know, because there used to be, I think, a uh, much more, uh, I would say, regimented disciplined process to make sure that the right things were done in these uh, and privacy and civil civil liberty was, was addressed and respected. But it really kind of went out the window and I think it was just uh I I think as it became a game in the swamp I think that's the challenge is you you started to see more and more and especially this is the this is the problem with big tech and in my my second book the uh war against the deep state I talk about the fourth fifth and sixth branches of government the administrative state 
the unlawful marriage of, of big tech with federal law enforcement, federal intelligence, and then the out-of-control nonprofits that get great profit from government largesse, such as those that help in resettling all the illegals that are coming across the border. Uh, so, but, but that's where you saw federal law enforcement, federal intelligence really begin, begin to blend together with big tech. And you saw a lot of movement back and forth where somebody would retire from intelligence, go into the, go into uh, big tech, or somebody would take a, a, you know, leave for a few years, work in big tech, and then come back into the intelligence agencies. This is where, this is where it's really gotten uh, bad. And uh, there used to be a modicum of, um, of essentially standards and ethics and uh, um, well, respect of the oath of office and uh, constitution. And it just has kind of just gone out the window. Yeah. Well, I think we saw, and I don't know if it was maybe in a prior conversation with you, but or through the Twitter files or things, but information has come out. When you look at the number of like CIA agents and FBI agents who are employed at pretty high levels at Facebook and YouTube and, and Twitter, even currently at Twitter, and you're like, what do they need mm-hmm. all the CIA people for? But it's exactly what you said. It's this revolving door industry. Do you think, you know, a lot has been talked about. Elon Musk has allowed a, a certain amount of free speech, although stuff still gets throttled. Do you, is, it, is it possible to really get rid of that sort of deep state influence in big tech? Or is it just so entrenched there that, that all you can do is be aware of it? Well, we need a, a Congress that needs to start addressing this on scale. Um, and uh, we need to hold people accountable um, but this is what's what's also crazy. Uh, you know, Mudge Zadko had uh, earlier this year, during the early days of the Twitter file release, had said, "Hey, we have we have known foreign intelligence working at Twitter, and nobody cares. Not even apparently, not even the federal government cared. And uh, you know, so this is like, why? I mean, I mean, the if 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 the FBI was doing their job, they'd be all over that uh, right. and, uh, you know, stamping that out. But instead, everybody's like, yeah, so what? Who cares? Big deal. So, <laughs> yeah, we got, we're, it's, it's, you know, we've got to hold people accountable, make example out of, make an example out of the worst of the worst and start to write the ship on this matter. But it all, it takes Congress. It takes the right person in the White House also. Well, and when you say Congress, it's like there's not much hope, right? When they all just voted to reauthorize it, like you said. And talk about that a little bit more. Cause, well, well, let's uh, talk about the reauthorization. So I understand oh. it's a reauthorization for four months. Is that technically correct? Yeah, this is this is one of the more this is one of the shorter uh, reauthorizations. So I, uh, I, I mean, I'm a Reagan guy. There's a there's I'm always optimistic. I'm hoping that this time we have an honest dialogue. Um, I, I, and I think we will. I think, well, this is a much better chance because this is, this is a pretty short uh, four months. You're going to blink your eye and we're there. Uh, but I don't think uh, people are, you know, you're going to get people like Matt Gates Gates because, you know, they, they stuck it into the NDA just to get it through. And, you know, this this whole thing about we're sticking so many non-defense things into the NDAA. But again, you know, that's con- Congress's discretion if they if they allow that to happen. In both sides, but you know the NDA is not the only authorization act uh, in the U.S. government. Uh, huh. But for some reason, it's, it seems to be the only. It's huge. 
this is where I have an exception to my own policy. Everything should be short. But the, the NDAA is a very rote. Anybody who deals with the NDAA can really rapidly go through it and sort and search and know exactly, you know, get get exactly to the exact paragraph. You know, that's not the same as a thousand page healthcare bill that comes along that yeah. nobody's seen before and nobody will ever see again. That's a different animal. But, uh, you know, they stick things in the NDA because it's about the only piece of legislation uh, uh, that seems to be working. Well, you know, and I thought, didn't wasn't there a promise that they weren't going to do that anymore, right? That we're well, going to going to vote on things. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> no, well. well, I guess you're right. You said you're a Reagan guy. But but I think going back to the first point you make and the point you make in your Substack column, and that is that, you know, these people, they talk a great game and then they look at what they can do and they become just sort of their eyes glaze over and they're mesmerized by the power that they have. And and I don't know why that. We'll would... tell you all the things you want to know about your spouse. Don't worry about it. We <laughs> yeah. get that in there. <laughs> Um, so I don't know. Do you think that they will? Well, well, first off, why is it that you think that happens? Because I think some of these people probably mean well. And why can't they stand up and say, this is insane that we're going, that we have this much power. We shouldn't have this much power. It's just, it's the tyranny of the narrative and all these meetings in the, in the DC swamp, uh, inside, uh, the different departments and agencies and the interagency. It's the, oh, we just need it. Uh, why bureaucrat? Why do you need it? Oh, well, we look at all the things we can collect. Well, these we had all this power, and yet Hamas, you know, right. launched a surprise attack on a, a, uh, October seventh, and it turns out they've been planning this for well over a year since we uh, since we ran Hightail out of uh, Kabul. Uh, so, how's all that eighty billion we're spending a year do- working out? I mean, on the idea. pretty well, it's going well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well. And, and perhaps it's because they're not paying attention to the important stuff, right? Because perhaps because they're like, as you mentioned, you know, in, in your book, the war against the deep state, it's all been weaponized, right? And and I don't know. I worry that they're spending way more time looking at you know grandmothers who might have gone into the rotunda on January sixth than they are at like you know Hamas people entering the United States illegally. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I think the metric of effectiveness, everybody goes, oh, we've got to have it. All the bureaucrats look at it. I've been in so many of these meetings over the years. All the bureaucrats, everybody just nods their hell yes, we got to do it. We got to do it. Okay. The metric of effectiveness is events like uh, the Hamas attack. If we had such a great intelligence system, either why did we why did we miss it or was you know and, and that goes back to another substack article above or below the cut line was it above right, the cut right. line of priorities or if it was if it was below the cut line why was something like that below the cut line of priorities it was above the cut line and we still missed it did we intentionally miss it um, i mean some people have immediately jumped to this oh, i was intentionally missed you know and i am uh, I don't, I'm not sure I buy that, but again, well, do you buy the spending, one spending when you're spending 80 billion a year on something uh, you expect results? Yeah. Well, do you buy the one that the Hamas was lying to the Israelis? Said, eh, we're too busy making money. We just, you know, and the Israelis oh, go, I think they did. They, oh, okay. Okay. You're too busy did. making money. Okay. Yeah. Good enough. Thank you. Yeah. We appreciate that. And, and, they, it must have been a little harder than that to fool the Israelis. Hey, we're making some money here, you know. 
No problem. It, it was a co- it was a coordinated operational security plan that they, I think they were very effective at. And again, the Israelis had had enough of the whole Gaza Strip. Um, you know, Hamas uh, and the Gazan population said, "Hey, you know, we you know they they had been tr- they had tried to do everything." And finally, they just you remember the Israelis withdrew out of the Gaza Strip. Said, "Oh, uh-huh. we're just going to use ro- robotics and AI to secure the border." <laughs> well, how did that work out? Yeah. And uh, so, uh, so there's that, and I think they did a very. And again, if you look at this, at fingerprints of Iran, because it was all overseen by Iran, and Iran works for China. And when they saw us, I tail it out of Kabul. They said, "That's it, Americans on the run. Let's plan the next one." Wow. Well, let me ask you something that's not exactly directly related to this, but it's kind of tangentially. I mean, right now we've got this deal where we're not going to send. Um, Ukraine, there are billions and tens of billions in Israel um, until we work out an agreement on immigration and we've got such immigration hawks as as Barrasso and Schuster, uh, McConnell um, negotiating uh, the, the one and 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 do, you know, are they going to come up with something that makes any bit of difference? They won't because I don't think they will because the Democrats are too smart. We'll give you the authority to to uh, do this and that, and they'll go, yeah, but we're not going to use the authority. So there, take well, it. We, we need we need better fighters and negotiators uh, yeah. on the Republican side. Uh, we need to be able to read uh, the budget forensics, and this is one thing about the NDA that was good. We did uh, essentially target uh, NewsGuard and the Global Disinformation Index. Uh, we were able to, you know, put in a language that essentially, you know, the, the Department of Defense could not participate in that. So that's good. We just need to get better at reading this legislation in detail. They get too many things uh, by the the blue team gets too many things by the red team, and the red team is gullible, ignorant, uh, and just doesn't doesn't read doesn't read close enough. And and we gotta. Every time they got to read every single line, and those 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 young staffers, you know, they don't get another grape juice box until they go through <laughs> and they find every single every single line where the 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 the, the, the blue team is trying to sneak something in. Uh, uh, of course, the blue, t- you know, the whether it's the NDA or the U.S. Constitution, you know, you can read through all you want, and, and people can, oh, yeah, well, I interpret it, the Second Amendment, it means uh, you can, we can seize all the guns, and, and so you're you're leaving it to, to the left to interpret, and so you're always going to, they're not only going to get it in there, but even if they don't get <laughs> in there, they'll interpret it in there. Well, we're, they are relentless, and we make a lot of noise and blow a lot of hair, a lot of hot air. And I know I got to be relentless just like they are right back at them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, Colonel, well, where can you, so your book, War Against the Deep State. I, I mean, I've seen it. You can get it. It's on Amazon. It's all over, right? Done. Uh, so go waragainstthedeepstate.com, uh, resolve to Amazon. You can get that. You can get book one. The nation will follow. Uh, that's where I realized I had colleagues spying on candidate and President Trump. And then again, we got, we got the arrest of McGonagall. And he just got sentenced to 15 months in prison. Uh, but he was the one feeding us that. So you can get both both books there. You can go to Lindell My Store uh, if if you if you want to get signed copies. So you can just go to Lindell My Store if you want. Are you working copies. on a third? 
Are you working on a third book? Uh, we're I'm, I'm already in line for a third and a fourth book. It's going to be different topics on different directions, but these, mm -hmm. these books are very, the book one and book two are very complementary here. Mm -hmm. First, uh, my, my, my firsthand accounts, Fighting the Deep State, and the second one, the origins of the mass surveillance system and uh, the fourth, fifth, and sixth branches of the government. It's all about, again, county involvement. Uh, right. You've got to get involved. And that's, you know, like yeah. you're out there in Colorado, you got to you got to get involved because uh, Colorado has just been stolen behind people's back. And you got to get got get all this crazy drug legalization, which is a front for the Chinese and the Chinese uh, skim the money. And uh, that's how they fund Antifa and the transgenders because <laughs> of all <laughs> the high cash and the cannabis operations that can't be banked because of the. Right. Between uh, between uh, cannabis and uh, federal law. And I'm not saying in any way cannabis should be. It's a, it's a gateway drug. Bad, bad idea. And I know some libertarians always go berserk. And no, come on. This is not this is totally different. This is no longer simple pot. This is no. a tool to destroy a society. I would agree. But yeah. And then if that doesn't work, they have fentanyl. Well, Colonel, thank you for your time. You've been great as always. Yeah, and I appreciate people it. To look into and get your books. Get and, books. Yeah, yeah, both of them. And, and keep us posted on the progress. We'll have you on to talk about your new books yeah, too, please. Too. You got it. All right. All right. All right. Thank, thank you, Julie. Take care. All right. Thank you, you sir. Take care. Um, uh, Colonel John Mills there, um, the, um, a war against the deep state.com. He's got all kinds of great stuff on there. Um, and, and again, you know, I just going to go out on a limb and predict that they'll reauthorize it again for another four months or well, something, well, something. they're going to have reforms though Julie. oh that's right that's right that'll be they, they will insist upon reforms and it doesn't even matter because the fbi has already institutalized that's a, right reforms they, to solve any of the problems and you can trust they them they all the people stop doing that stuff. Yeah, that's right it's a premier law enforcement agency dan <laughs> kaplan used to tell me it's the premier <laughs> all right i see that we've got ron hey ron we're a little bit hey, early ron. are you ready Come on. Yeah, I'm glad I came early, but uh, I'm wearing my work shirt, so I hope you'll forgive the uh, the grease stain. I was changing some wheels out, so uh, oh, anyway. no. <laughs> that's totally fine. That's okay. so this all. So you have another great letter out, and I got it and immediately said, "Ron, can you come on our show?" This all started a, a few weeks ago. You sent out a letter mentioning election, talking about election integrity, and urging people that Canvas board members not to certify on um, the 2023 election. And I'll let you get into that. Then the Rhino Clerk and Reporters or Clerk a County Clerks Association freaked out. And sent a totally Justin Grantham, I think, letter. Yeah, Justin Grantham. Disinformation. And so then you wrote another letter, That's basically great. kind of great. explaining why they're freaking out. And as I'm saying, why they're talking about you spreading lies and misinformation as opposed to fixing the problems in the election system that we all know are there, right? Yeah, that, that's a great uh, synopsis of it all, Julie. And again, thank you for the time. Uh, I did write a letter. We, uh, we have a request. Oh, wait, that wait, you... One second. Our, our, yeah, our producer says, can you turn your speakers down a tad? He's getting, you're getting a little bit of audio feedback. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm from a family of pretty deaf people, so I got him. <laughs> no, Is that any better? Oh, yeah, way better. that's better. Okay, okay so go okay, ahead. I can barely... I can barely hear you, so if I break out in a sweat, it's because I'm trying to hear what you're saying. But uh, <laughs> So I wrote a letter to our Canvas board members and said, I can't recommend that you certify this election. It's the same unsecure equipment that we had in 2020, and frankly, had it before that. 
Um, but based on what we know from 2020 and all the forensic work that's been done, nothing has changed. So the people ultimately should not have any any more confidence in 2023 than they did 2020 or 2022. Now, maybe they didn't get in and play with the algorithms. But, you, you know, it's an interesting question about uh, there are people that will say, well, you know, conservatives uh, won a, a race or two. But did we really? Because the the Democrats have a super majority. They yeah. called a special session. They got exactly what they wanted. It's it was not a gamble on their part at all. I mean, you know, and right now I'm not going to speculate. But I have that intel background where you have to process the different possibilities. And uh, and that's the way I looked at it. And then, of course, the County Clerks Association, you know, uh, it's the ultimate inside insiders, traders uh, and, you know, union and association. And the executive directors and the board got a little torqued about some of the other uh things that we we citizens have concerns about and uh you know it gets a little tiresome being told that we're you know bullies and uh the reality is the only the only threat i ever heard and challenge came from one of those one of those clerks to uh to a guy that i know very well that uh, challenged him to come outside we got the recording on it Wow. We may drop. We may drop that, but I mean, these guys are liars. And uh, you know, the other thing I want to I want to state though is we know there are good county clerks out there. There are honest county clerks that are nervous, and they're being kind of bullied by the county clerks association, the little insider group that has direct access to our dismal Griswold, the Secretary of State there. And it's it's a um, it's an insider's game, and then they call us liars and grifters, and we somebody's got to push back. I'm in the unique position where I can, and I'm glad to do it because we need to have a sustained conversation about this. CCA, the Colorado County Clerks Association, doesn't want a sustained conversation. They want us to shut up, and uh, I want them to try to make me. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, yeah, look no further. Like you said, there are good county clerks out there. And look what happened to Tina Peters, right? It's like they've made it pretty clear what happens to you if you if you kind of raise and raise any any issues or any questions. Why don't you explain, too, because I love the way you explain, because it, it is so true. You talk about people like Matt Crane, who was a former county clerk, um, whose wife works, I think, for Dominion. She did. Or did work for Dominion. I mean, you you kind of explain. Playing the 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 po- political elected office lobbyist. lobbyist consultant money sort of revolving door. Why don't you explain that a little bit? Well, I equated it to what we saw during the COVID event, and that and that is simply that you know we watched doctors that were, once worked at NIH or CDC or FDA then float over to one of the uh, vaccine makers and become a spokesman or a lobbyist. And it's it's pretty unsavory. And they act like, uh, you know, they are the only experts in the room, but they've got a total monopoly on the uh, on the chairs in the uh, 
you know, in, in the process. And, I, you know, that's that's what the County Clerk's Association uh, seems to be to me, is little more than an opportunity to become then a, a run-back consultant or a uh, text-to-vote consultant or, you know, I mean, and, and they, they go on nice little junkets paid for by the elect, election technology industries. And, uh, oh, by the way, you know, the uh, Clerks Association charges each clerk to be a member, but the clerks just pass it off to the taxpayers. We pay uh-huh. their annual dues. And uh, some of these can be in the $1,000, $2,000 range. Wow. And that's just part of the operating budget for the county clerks. So, you know, we're paying for their union. And frankly, you know, I've never, I don't have a problem with people in private enterprise having unions or not. That's that's a decision for people, but the government should never have a union. And these associations come very, very close to being that. And they're certainly a uh, monopolistic lobby. Well, and you look at the, the George Soros money that's going into some of these things. You look at, for, you know, for instance, I was at, and I'll talk in a second a little bit more about it, but that the Adams County Republican uh, meeting, you know, that was held last week, people were talking about election integrity. And one of the problems is they were talking about, well, you know, you can go and you can be an election judge and you can report it and you can do this, but who do you, you're going to report it to a Soros funded clerk and recorder or a Soros funded elected district attorney who then is going to turn to a Soros funded Jenna Griswold. And so, yeah. You know, I think like you said, this pushing back, it's got to start with us because it, it you know, you, we can file all the complaints we want, but until we do things like, and that's why your letter is so great, until we call them out on it, it it's not going to change. Well, you know, we called them out and we've got more to say. So yeah. if they feel like, you know, getting into this uh, tit for tat kind of uh, kind of argument with us, okay, it would be better <laughs> to be talking about the unsecure and you know equipment that can never be recovered once once you know here's one of the things that really bothers me is they act like they know what they're talking about when it comes to cyber intrusion and they don't and uh i had time at national security agency and i worked for cyber command but let me just say in spite of all of that i am not an expert on it but I know enough to listen to experts that I know no more than me. And the County Clerks Association don't even want to have that discussion. You know, there was a time where Matt Crane, the uh, executive director, was lined up to uh, to debate Sean Smith, uh, a colonel in the Air Force that uh, did defense system security evaluations. He red teamed and attacked our own systems. And uh, it was all set up. This is a year and a half back. And uh, on the la- at the last minute, Matt Crane chickened out. And yeah. he said, uh, instead of going to the debate, he went to the media, had a little press conference, and he said, uh, the time for debate is over. Well, <laughs> I disagree. They don't know what they're talking about on cybersecurity. If you put a hard drive or a uh, USB into a, into a computer, it is forever lost in the national security world in Department of Defense. An outside USB totally quarantines that machine. And, uh, you know, the other thing I don't think they know, and it's, it's, it's possibly useful, I think, to the audience, is 
you know, it isn't just a matter of classified systems. We had secret systems that you could not transfer material up to the top secret systems. And so I'm just saying there's there's processes, procedures of working with um, with with hardware and software, and they don't seem to have captured any of it in this course of the last three years that if you hook it to the internet, you've lost control of your machine. And uh, that's the bottom line. This stuff can never be secured at this have point. You, have you had a chance to talk to the uh, uh, Democratic Secretary, Colorado Democratic Secretary of State before Jenna Griswold? Which one? Who was that? Uh, I'm not sure I caught the question quite right, Chuck. Yeah. Have you time. had a chance to talk to the uh, prior Democratic Secretary, Democratic Secretary of State before Jenna Griswold? No, um, I have not. Um, but you, well, that, that's probably uh, because uh, there's none alive. Um, yeah. Well, <laughs> the I last one say... who got elected was in 1959. They're all dead, right? Somehow. Well, you mean the last Republican one? No, last oh. Democratic one. Uh, Byron Anderson beat her in 1963, but she got elected in 59. So we've yeah. had like 30 years where the Republicans controlled the Secretary of State's oh. office and have always been, just been useful tools of the Democrats. I mean, it's an amazing record of how yeah. the Democrats just know. I mean, they're all Pam Andersons, right? Donetta Davidson. I mean, just go down the list. Um, it, it's just incredible. And so we controlled it for Wayne 35 years. Wayne Williams, Scott Gessler. Um, yeah. And it's just amazing how how the Democrats, you know, hey, let's take over the County Clerks Association and we'll turn it into a powerhouse. Great. Let's turn every Republican Secretary of State into a tool for the Democratic Party. I mean, it's just incredible. Now we can't even win that those races. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know something, Chuck? I mean, I, I kind of had an idea where you were headed with that once I heard the question. But the reality is I don't look at the R&D on these uh, individuals anymore in that office because they're all the these. ERs seem to be pretty light duty and uh, more yeah. interested more interested in their next gig as a runback yes. consultant or a mobile text uh, to vote uh, consultant. The and Tina Peters are rare and, and far between. I mean, the most yeah. of them, you know, they get a Republican. If it's a Republican county, they get a, a, a sham Republican to win it. I mean, it's incredible. Well, incredible. well on the other hand, though, I, I did put at the end of my letter that there are good county clerks out there and i think many of them are being run roughshod over by an executive board of the colorado county clerks association that they really would not uh, stand up and support except that they're in such a small minority that they end up shutting up it's it's not an easy job for some of these people that i think would like to push back against the uh, the tyranny of of their little lobby uh, and the Secretary of State's office. But how do these clerks do it if they don't have somebody looking out for them in their own? They go to jail. Really what happens to them? They go to jail, like Tina Peters. Yeah. Well, yeah, and, exactly. and back to talking about you know the the cybersecurity. Aren't I correct? And wasn't there actually a federal agency, CISA or something like that, the cyber that that actually it said this is the federal government said yeah these Dominion machines are not se- secure, hundred percent secure, right? Yeah, they did, and and you know the other ones too. Uh, right. Anything that's 
anything that's built in China and the majority of our electronics are nowadays. And, and by the way, our pharmaceuticals and, uh, and, you know, think about that. China now is, is uh, determining if you're, how pure your heart medicine is. Um, but any hardware that's built in China, you cannot secure in a national security sense of the word. Uh, and of course they have built in modems. Um, a lot of these are Dell laptops. Oh, by the way, you knew this, but you know, the lies are pervasive. These things, these laptops and this equipment is ordered with internet connectivity capability. Right. I mean, our state, you can see the, the order sheets, the build sheets. I'm sure they've been taken down, but people have archived them where they have built in modems on the, on the board. So, I mean, I would I would commend to everybody to watch uh, Phil Waldron's Your Wake Up Call. It's called. It's on my letter too. I put a, a reference to several. But Phil Waldron was a colonel in the army that worked cyber issues, and he put out a 24 minute video, and it's worth watching. And if for nothing else, just the the amusement of watching Kamala Harris as a senator talking about how. <laughs> She watched the systems get hacked in a matter of minutes while they were standing there. And then we have this argument with people like, uh, well, that never happened. Well, I mean, it's disingenuous of a lobby like the Colorado County Clerks Association to to not even look at this stuff. And, uh, you know, God bless the clerks because they've got some bad representation. They get taken on some nice little junkets, but... Um, you know, they don't have anybody looking out for them. They have somebody stepping on their neck over the top of them. Right. Yeah, well, that's yeah. the letter is great. And then one thing, too, and just a few more questions. I mean, we didn't even yet get into the whole corrupt and bloated voter roll stuff, right? Yeah. I mean, I was reading the Federalist had a great column on, on, the Eric on the Eric system that, you know, which is a Soros-funded original thing where basically it requires the secretaries of state to give them all kinds of information I mean, and people are never removed. Anybody, you know, the motor voter law, right? I mean, like we saw in the last election, what, Jenna, two before, Jenna Griswold sent out 30,000 postcards to non-citizens telling them how to vote. And then she's like, oops, oh, my bad. But we don't know that they ever vote or not. I mean, you have that and the ridiculous things. I know Daniel Belfontaine, the Adams County um, chair, was mentioning, I was unaware of this. He said, you know, you have, and there are questions about the whole signature identification and verification process, but he said, if you put an, he was an election judge, and he was saying, if you put an X, then there is no signature verification, and it's just the, the witness, but there's nothing that verifies the witness, nor is there anything that looks to see, okay, we've got a thousand ballots here, all with X's, and holy cow, Julie Bonniewell, you, you know, was the signature or was the witness on all of them. I mean, there's so many loopholes that I'm sure the good county clerks could say, here, I've got this idea, this idea, this idea. Well, they won't let them. Well, they won't let them, right? Well, well, right. And, you know, that signature verification is a bit of a false idol in my estimation when you realize that, you know, they don't have the training, they don't have the equipment to even look at it or the time to look at these signatures with the scrutiny that they require. But uh, if you had, for instance, magnification, you can see whether or not these things were written by hand or printed. Oh. And of course, it has a, you know, a kind of a rheostat on the 
how um, how the system is going to evaluate these signatures. And it's pretty easy to set it to zero and just have them shooting through at, you know, 80 miles an hour. So it's a bit of a, uh, it's, it's a facade to me. Uh, you brought up a couple other things that uh, I can't remember anymore. But well, uh, just, a, just Eric, well, they never, they never purge no, it, yeah. right? They don't compare. Again, this Daniel Belfontaine was talking about as an election judge, a guy came in and he basically had received four ballots, all of them with variations of his name. Right. Yeah. And, send the, and, 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 you know, all sent to the same ad. I mean, there's no, and I mean, that's intentional that there's no attempt to verify. There's no attempt to purge. Um, there's no attempt to, you know, remove people who aren't citizens, even though they got their driver's license or went to the motor yeah. vehicle department. I want to ask you, did you, so you put like, you've been saying there was nobody standing up for the good clerks. Have you, I'm assuming and hoping heard from some saying, keep it up, keep it up. Yeah. Well, I've heard from other clerks. I mean, the executive board of the County Clerks Association seems offended. I don't bother <laughs> dealing with them. Uh, it's not worth my time. There are smarter, better clerks out there. And, uh, yeah, we've had conversations. And we've also had, you know, if, if it wasn't a conversation with me, it's one that's with a, you know, other channels. And so, you know, again, I think, one of the problems with the County Clerks Association is they are building a wall between the constituents and the clerks. And they are the County Clerks Association is exploiting that conflict that they've generated. We need to get back and start communicating with our clerks, Republican or Democrat. In many respects, I don't think it matters. There have been some Democrats that have been gracious and helpful throughout this state. Um, they probably don't want to be named because of no, the uh, no. the you know the the threat. Well, um, if, a, if a clerk did, a Republican clerk did set up a very stringent system, all they would be doing is throwing out Republican votes. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you know, because it's a Republican county, and the yeah. Democratic counties go, oh yeah, <laughs> set it on zero, baby, set it on yeah. zero, and let it roll. Well, you know, when I was in the legislature, uh, the 73rd General Assembly, what are we in now, the 74th, um, I put in an a omnibus bill on election reform. And one of the things I wanted to get rid of was Eric. And one of the reasons I wanted to is I have no confidence in the in the government having all of the information that they have on us. And then they let it uh, just slide on over to some little interest and group and an entity that political parties are affiliated with more democrat than republican and uh i don't trust their data i don't trust their intent with it and uh we need to simplify this and one of the things i would recommend we do is we zero out the voter rolls and start over again i mean these things are bloated we know they're bloated judicial watch won a settlement against the secretary of state and um let's go one step further zero them out and we'll show up with a passport and hey while we've shown up with a passport we'll vote in person yeah yeah there you go there's 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 that keep up the good work yeah it's great you're 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 in a committee are really doing something you know when you get somebody who can do things as head of a committee they do things yeah Uh, well 
I'm grateful to Dave Williams. He's given all of his chairs latitude. Uh, you know, this is not us going out on just a wild hair chase or out on a limb. I mean, we are balanced. Uh, Dave is a great commander. I'm proud to be a member of his staff. It kind of reminds me of being in the military. And uh, I'm grateful to Dave Williams for letting us explore the this. chair of my own committee. I am grateful to him, too. Yeah. Oh, and, and then he just gets attacked all the time for spreading lies and disinformation, too. And misinformation. <laughs> well, I, I just want to say, I have talked to a lot of people that have come back to the party because of the leadership of the party that we've had since March. Yeah. They've seen the difference, and, uh, you know, we're moving the needle, and I'm grateful. Well, let, let me ask you one political question. Were you sure. shocked and surprised when Senator Bob Gardner and Senator Larry Liston, two of our finest, finest um, politicians in the public party, have decided to endorse Jeff Hurd over Lauren Boebert. <laughs> no, but the good news <laughs> is, you know, people don't listen to Larry Liston. I, a lot of people kind of try to avoid Larry Liston. So, it, you Amazing. know, he's going to have to chase after him with his uh, grand endorsement here. Uh, no. <laughs> I, I wasn't wasn't surprised, um, but but I I don't think it's consequential at this point. No. But, but it's just all of them, Bill Owens and right. and Hank Brown and and all of them, all just showing their colors. No one, yeah, no one cares. Yeah. Hey, Ron, listen, thank you for thank the work you, you're doing. Keep us posted as you yep. get new stuff out there. Okay. Oh, okay. Everything starts in earnest in January. I mean, uh, Iowa yep. caucus is what fifteen January. So twenty yep. uh, uh, third. Yep. We'll have yep. a, we'll have a a weather forecast here pretty soon. Merry right. Christmas to you guys. Right. Happy Christmas to you too. Thank you, Ron. Ron Hanks there. Hey, and for the folks who are with us on Zoom, Ped Cage with her uh, MyColoradoGOP.org has been posting a couple of things. Um, he, She has the debate that wasn't. No, but that, that important Ron, thing that Tina Peters has a new lawsuit. Has a new lawsuit. She's yeah. doing all of that. So, um, and Leo said great guests, both great guests. They were. We, we, get, we get the best guests. We're lucky. We get the best guests. But our guests are Because the best. they love us. Uh-huh. And then they love our listeners. So, yeah. yeah, but thank you to Ron for doing that. Yeah, I mean, he's you, done a great job and it really does show you, you know, you got a committee can be worthless and, and right. most committees are worthless, but you get a, a guy who's really wants to go places as far that committee goes and they really can get well, then do some work. So um, well, that'll wrap it up for us on um this. This, this is Monday. And this Monday, on yeah. Wednesday, we're going to have Mark Poff on. Um, He's got all kinds of stuff to talk about. And who knows that we're still kind of awaiting the Colorado Supreme Court decision on Trump. They're but, taking their time. Yeah. yeah they're, they're at holiday parties. No, I'm not kidding. Hey, thank Segregated you. Segregated holiday parties like in Boston. <laughs> yeah, really. Hey, thank you to everybody on Zoom. Remember, you can catch all of our shows at chuckandjulie.com. Um, again, thanks to Thomas and the great guys at BBS. Um, we will see everybody on Wednesday. On Wednesday. Take care.